What makes you think you are a good person? There are so many things that make, may make you think you are a good person. We instinctively justify our actions. That is a human attitude. We justify why we don't exercise every day. We have reasons why we don't do it. We justify it. We justify why we come late to meetings. Why you watch TV or stay on your screen still late in the night. You have justification for almost every mistake you make. Naturally, we justify our mistakes. And everyone is wrestling with justification. Something in us gives us a standard of the, the good person in us. And every time we fail, we justify why we failed. Because that's not our normal setting. Our conscience knows the right thing to do. Whenever we, ask a, we, we, we act against our conscience, our natural inclination is to try to convince ourselves or to convince the people around us that we know better. But there must be a good reason for our failure. Every time we fail, we try to convince ourselves that, yes, I know I'm a good person, but the reason why I failed is because she made me do it. <laughs> that is exactly from a person who says it all the time. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying me. I'm talking about me. Yeah, yeah it's from me. It's from me. <laughs> but we don't only justify our mistakes. We even feel compelled to justify our existence, our own existence. Sometimes we find justification in our jobs. Justification means why do I exist? When you ask yourself that question and you find your job as something that gives you a reason to exist, you are passionate about it, you feel like at least I have a job. So I'm not nothing because I have a job. Because I bring some income in. I have something to show that I'm also valuable. I'm also a human. In this marriage, I also bring something. In this house, I also bring something. Your job justifies you. Sometimes we find justification in our children. When you look at your children, you feel like, at least I have children. Or at least I have this baby. Oh, my children, I can't live without you. I love my children so much. You find justification in your children or your achievement, anything. It can be your studies, it can be your investment or anything. You find justification. It gives you the reason to exist. It gives you satisfaction to exist. It validates you. You justify yourself to yourself and you justify yourself to other people. You try to find reasons why you do what you do. We need a good performance record to get a job. Why? You need to justify to people that you have the experience for the job. You need to justify to people that you have the education for the job. We call it a CV. Curriculum vitae. What is it for? Is a justification that the job you're asking for, you are qualified for it. Why do they ask us for references? To prove that you are as good as you claim to be and other people know it. And you find people who are trustworthy to write references so that they can justify that you, your justification is justified. We need a good academic record to graduate. 
the teacher will come and say you have an exam. The exam is an opportunity to justify if you understood. The thing is, even morally, morally, we aim for a good moral record. We know we must be good and we desire to be known as good people. Who doesn't want to be known as a good person? We want our family members, our neighbors, our friends to know us as good people. We want to be known as good people. Our moral record validates us in the eyes of others. It validates us in our own eyes. The worst thing that can happen to you is someone to mess up with your reputation. You can't buy it back. Because your reputation is, is something you invest in. You want your reputation because people will welcome you if you have a good reputation. People will talk to you if you have a good reputation. People will respect you if you have a good reputation. Your business will work if you have a good reputation. Reputation is, is everything. Is everything in life. You want to keep a good reputation to live a good life. So if someone tries to mess up with your reputation, that becomes your enemy. People who say bad things about you, they are the worst people in your life. Why? Because they are trying to mess up with your justification. We want to be good people. And we aim to be remembered for the good we've done. I've never seen any funeral when they come and say, this guy was really a messed up guy. <laughs> and the reason why he died is because he was not listening. Have you heard of that? Even we all know why the guy died. And we know he was really messed up. We will all ignore that. And everybody who will come to talk will say, he was really a good person. And I'm, eh. The reason we do that is naturally we want to be remembered as good people. You want to be known as a good husband, a good father, a good child, a good. That is how we are wired as human beings to be justified. And when you mess up, you want your actions to be justified. Those who don't care about what other people think or what other people say, we have a name for them. They are called sociopath. Every reasonable person tries to justify their actions. Those who don't care about what other people think, they are capable of doing very bad things. The problem with trying to justify our actions is that we know that we could be far better than we are. So we live with this standard that we never reach. Because we all know how good we can be. Morally, we all have a standard, but we know we are not as good as our own standard. We all know that, that I know who I can be, but every time I mess up, I disappoint myself. I disappoint my, my, my own standard, my own conscience. And every time you do that, you feel like a failure. Our own conscience sets a moral standard for us, and we wrestle with it every day. Nobody needs to tell you that you are not good enough. Every time you fail, your own conscience reminds you that you are not as good as you ought to be. To justify your actions or existence is hard because you are not the person you think you should be or the person other people think you should be. Not because you are a very bad person, but because you know you should be far better than you are. 
So to solve the moral predicament, every religion tries to develop rules to earn the right stand with their God. Religions make rules in the attempt to deal with guilt and failure. So they will tell you, act like this, act like this, so that you can be a good person. That is a way to attempt to justify human failure. Does it work? No, it doesn't. Inside, you know you are not good enough, but you're just trying to follow these rules. That's why in the letter of Galatians, Paul is talking about free justification. He's now bringing a solution to that question in us. Are you good enough? How can you get there? Paul is assuring the church in Galatia that they have already received the right stand with God. They don't need to wrestle with it anymore. It has been done. It has been given to them. Jesus has provided a permanent solution to their moral predicament, to that wrestle. That's, am I a good person? Am I good enough? Is this standard reached? When am I going to reach it? What is going to be said on my funeral? Am I a good person? Am I earning my wife's trust or my husband's trust? Am I earning my children's trust? Am I good enough? God has answered that question through Jesus Christ. And this is the answer. In Galatians chapter 2 verse 16, he says, Know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no human being will be justified. It is impossible by rules and regulations to justify ourselves. It is impossible by doing things to receive the right stand with God. It's just impossible. So Jesus is, Paul is saying, don't worry about that anymore because your actions will never justify you. Jesus has provided justification for you. Then he says in Galatians chapter 2 verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through, through the law, then Jesus died for nothing. If by doing things we get the righteousness, the justification, then there's no need for Jesus to die. We can just do it. He died because we failed to justify ourselves. So righteousness is the right stand of, with God. Right stand with God. When God looks at you, he sees you, good guy, good girl. Right stand with God. So Paul is saying, by faith, you receive the right stand with God. Not by doing anything. That's quite interesting. Just by believing, I receive the right stand with God. Paul's statement raises the question, what is justification? What is justification? I understand I'm wrestling with it. Everyone in this room is wrestling with justification. But what is justification? The first point I want to bring to your attention is justification is different from forgiveness. Because sometimes we think, I'm justified. That means God has forgiven me. Justification is not forgiveness. Forgiveness is freedom from liability of punishment. That is forgiveness. It comes with a negative connotation. You are forgiven because you have done something wrong. 
So when you are forgiven, there is already this negative connotation on you or this negative image. Forgiveness is a pardon. It's a pardon. It's a release from prison. Coming out of the prison does not restore your relationships or your job. If you get fired for committing a crime at work, you stole something, they fire you. Forgiveness means that the company is not going to sue you. The, your boss will forgive you, say, I'm not going to sue you, but you are still going to lose your job. You are forgiven, but go, 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 go. We don't want to see you anymore. You are not a good person. You failed our moral standard. If a girlfriend breaks up with you because of your bad behavior or behaviors, forgiveness means that you can stay friend, but you will never be together again. Justification, however, is the bestowal of a, stat of a status with all the rights and privileges. Forgiveness says, you may go. I'm not going to punish you. Go in peace. Justification says, you may come, you belong. You are welcome into my presence. That is justification. Forgiveness says, you are out of jail. Justification says, you deserve a medal of honor. Completely different. You are not just out of jail, but you are also invited and everybody claps and you are given a medal of honor for coming out of jail. That is justification. It promotes you. Justification is the bestowal of Jesus' righteousness on us. Like when you receive God's justification, the same righteousness of Jesus comes upon you. Let me explain that. I think Christians, we need to understand this. When we believe in our heart that Jesus, the Son of God, died for our sin, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord of our life, all the rights and privileges of Jesus become our rights and privileges. We are not just forgiven when we confess our sins and, and receive Jesus Christ. We are promoted. Justification means that the girlfriend who broke up with you asked you to marry her. Does it make sense? The girlfriend who said, because of your bad behavior, I don't want you in my life, says, can you marry me, please? I can't live without you. Justification means that the company that fired you offers you a higher position. That is how God justifies us. That is justification. It's not an excuse. It's a promotion. We become like Christ. God does not just forgive our sins. He makes us his children. He doesn't just forgive us. God does not just save us from hell. He gives us a place on his throne. God does not just wipe our sin away. We are as if we never sinned in his eyes. God does not keep record of your sins when you are justified. You become as if you've never sinned before. Everything is wiped away. That is justification. So when Paul is telling them you are justified, he's telling them in the eyes of God, he doesn't even remember what you've done. Oh, the problem with the law is you have to do something to be justified. The beauty of grace is you don't need to do anything. Your past is wiped away. 
You are as if you've never done anything wrong. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is what Jesus has done for us. If you are still struggling with your guilt, you haven't received the gift of justification. It's so, so, so beautiful to understand what Jesus has done for us. The righteousness of Jesus on us promotes us to the same status of a person who has never sinned. We inherit the performance record of Jesus. Your CV becomes identical to Jesus' CV. All Jesus' achievements become your achievement. Wherever Jesus can apply for a job, so can you. Wherever Jesus is welcomed, you are also welcomed. All his medals are all over you. Jesus' achievement become your achievement. Jesus was not just a good person. He was perfect. Remember that. He earned God's trust. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, He made the one who did not sin, he did not know sin, to be sin for us. The righteousness of God means that God sees you as he sees Jesus. This is good news. This is the gospel. We are considered with all Jesus' owners in the eyes of God, independently of our actions. Independently of your actions, you are justified. Secondly, justification is distinct from good moral. Most of the times, we think we need to do something morally right to get some access to God. Some Pentecostal will tell you that you need to speak in tongues and experience some kind of presence of God to be a good Christian so that God really can recognize you. Some evangelical will tell you, you need to clean up your heart, commit to Jesus, love God more and more and more. Then he will accept you and save you. All that is all based on actions. We do something, so that God can do something. I disagree with the saying that God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. God doesn't help those who help themselves. God just, he just helps us. <laughs> he just helps us. He's so loving. He doesn't wait for you to help yourself. Can you even help yourself? I know, I know what they mean by that, but it's not really true that God helps those who help themselves. What if I can't help myself? That means God will not help me? If I'm not in a position to help myself, God will overlook me? I have to do something so that God can react to that? That's a wrong way of seeing the gospel. It still puts obligations to me as a human being. So if God helps me, I will give myself some credit. It's because I tried to help myself. Look at him. God is not helping him because he's not doing anything to help himself. When he discovers my secret, God will come to him. He's still behind because he's not helping. That's the problem with humans. There's nothing you can do for God to reach you out to you. God has done it all. We just need to step into it. Catholics will tell you, you need to take all the sacrament. Be baptized. Respect the church. Listen to the priest. And then God will jump in is it true no that is the law at its best all these concepts are wrong romans chapter 4 verse 4, 5 says but 
to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. The one who doesn't do anything, believing in God, is credited to righteousness. That's what saves us. Faith in Jesus. Not our actions. God justifies the ungodly. The sinner. You are not too much of a sinner to be forgiven by God or to be justified. It says here, God declares the ungodly to be righteous. So the reason why God justifies you is not because you tried your best to be a good person. No. No, 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 no. It's because you just believed in Jesus. Full stop. Nothing more, nothing less. Your faith in Jesus justifies you, not your good moral actions. Nothing in you is the basis of your justification. Nothing. And I want really to be clear with you. Nothing you have done has helped you to earn some justification from God. Not because you walked slowly. Not because you walked faster. Not because you were always on time. Not because you gave too much. Not because you helped the poor. Not because nothing you have done has drawn God's attention to you. Just grace. We are not justified based on our good moral values, but based on Jesus' perfection. Justification has nothing to do with our action. It's all done by God, for God, through God, whatever thing God. From the start to the end. You cannot earn the right stand with God. Remember, the Pharisees tried to follow the rules, but they miserably failed. So if you want to go that path, welcome to the Pharisees' world. If you want to join, join. If you want to try to be a good person, keep following the Pharisees. So most people understand forgiveness and moral goodness, but don't understand justification. We know what forgiveness looks like, but we don't know what justification look like, looks like. So the third point, which is my last point, is justification is not a human act. And there's something I want to bring to your attention. There is nothing, as I said, that you can do to earn God's righteousness. So anything we do trying to be righteous in God's eyes falls under acts of law. An act of law is a prerequisite to God's favor. It's what you do so that God can love you. Trying to earn something from God. It's what you do to feel morally reasonable. It's what you do to calm down your conscience. This includes giving to charities, going to church, or helping the poor. Anything you do to make you feel like you are a good person, religiously or socially, is an act of law. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16, A says, Know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. An act of faith, however, is the result of a relationship with God. I want to, you to understand this. An act of law is what you do to be loved by God. Act of faith is what you do because you are loved by God. There is a nuance there. They are both actions. James says in James chapter 2 verse 17, in the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, 
is dead by itself. So you understand, Christians are still expected to produce works. But where those acts are coming from is different from where the Pharisees' acts are coming from. Christians, we act because we've been loved by God. We respond to his love. I don't give my tithe because I'm asked to do so by the law. That's hypocrisy. I give because God has saved me and I recognize that everything I have belongs to him. It's a response. It's an act of love. When we started dating with my wife, I was still broke. But I can tell you, the only thing I didn't miss in that season is a gift for her. I would do anything to save them. I would walk by foot, not pay taxi, just to save something in my pocket so that I can take her out in the weekend. Why? Love responds. Love gives. That's how we should live with God. Everything we do, we serve, is a response to our love for him, not because we want to earn his love, but because we have been loved by him. We respond to him. That is act of faith. If I was doing that so that my wife can love me, that is act of law. If I do it because she has loved me, that's act of love. Faith is a value. It informs our principles. It dictates our actions. When you believe in God, there are things that you do and don't do. Because your values have changed, your principles have changed, then your actions will automatically change. That's why Christians are expected to act in a particular way. Why? Because we expect your heart to be changed. It's not because you want to earn something from God. So uh, let me say this. You do not need to do anything to earn God's love. But you need to do everything because he loves you. If you'll forget everything today, don't forget this. There's nothing you can do to make him love more or love you less. There is no sin you can commit so that God loves you less. Whatever sin you have committed before, it did not change God's heart toward you at all. He still loves you the same. And there is nothing you can do to change his love for you. God loves you full stop. You can't earn it. You can't change him. However, after you realize that he has done everything for you, you can respond to that love. Not try to earn it, but a response to it. That faith. Faith sees the world through the eyes of Jesus. Faith sees people as Jesus sees them. Faith sees needs as Jesus sees them. So when you look at life through the eyes of Jesus, you act by faith. Not by law. Act of faith is done from Jesus' perspective and for his glory alone. So what do we do in conclusion? After understanding we are saved by faith, we are justified, promoted by God. Not just forgiven, but we are given medals. After understanding that our actions don't save us, but Jesus saves us, what do we do? 
Don't look at your sin, but look at your boasting. Think about your justification. What justifies you? What makes you think you are a good person? That is the problem in your life. You're boasting. The Pharisees repented their sin, but still did not have the right stand with God. Do you know that? They repented every day, but they never earned the right stand with God. What do you boast in? What makes you think you are a good person? Is it your charity works? Because you volunteer and you serve? Does it make you feel like, yes, you are a good person because you serve and you have the poor? Is it your religion? Is it what you do? You go to church and you pray and you don't miss connect group or you, you don't stop giving. You do all the things that are required for a good Christian to do. Is that what makes you feel like you are a good person? Is it your baptism? Because you're baptized as a child. The gospel by definition is good news. It's a Greek word that means good news. But you cannot have good news unless you have bad one. We can't talk about good news if there is no bad one. If you think you are good, then you don't need good news. The gospel is good news because none of us is good. We are all destined for hell. Without Jesus, all our actions are useless. And he calls it good news because now we can access eternal life because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Not because we give, not because we serve, not because we are disciplined, not because we are good, because he is good. Check your boasting. What is your boasting? What makes you a Christian is not because you repent your sins. That will make you a Pharisee. Our validation is in Jesus alone. Everything must flow from our acknowledgement that without Jesus we are all lost.